Hello, welcome to the Rip Body Podcast. Uh, I'm Coach Matt. I'm joined by Andy. Say hi, Andy. Hi, everyone. Um, yeah, today's Q and A Friday, so let's just get right into it. All right. So, hi, Andy, Matt. There is so much debate in the fitness world about alcohol within our health journey. Do you think the body composition goals can be reached while still allowing alcohol to be part of the formula? Thank you for your willingness to help. And this is from Cheryl. Matt, I'll let you go first on this one. Okay. Um, Cheryl, great question. So uh, putting aside health effects of alcohol, in terms of body composition goals, you, you can definitely reach your goals while allowing alcohol to be a part of the formula. I think it's going to be tricky, um, especially the more you drink. And so there are a few reasons there. The first thing is if you're trying to change your body composition and you're tracking your food, if you drink alcohol, you have to take those calories from something else, um, probably carbs, fat, a combo of both. So it's less food you can eat if you choose to drink. So you're going to feel hungrier. Um, your energy may be a little bit less. Uh, your recovery may go down a bit if you're eating less food. So I think if you're regularly drinking and eating less solid food, that's probably not going to be great. Um, and then, of course, practically speaking, if you've had a few drinks, it's a lot more likely that you're going to eat some food you probably shouldn't be eating. I would just really practice moderation, try to minimize it. I think a drink here or there is okay. But yeah, just be careful and make sure that you're not taking away too much of your actual food um, to fit alcohol into your diet. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I drink. Um, if I've got friends in town, which often there are people uh, coming through town, it's one of the reasons I love living in Tokyo. Um, we'll go out and a lot of people like to have a drink and that's fine. Yeah. I'll have one, two, three beers. Um, but I, I don't go out and absolutely blast it. That's very rare for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I tend to have a high tolerance, so that's helpful as well. Um, not from a calorie standpoint, but from the standpoint that you mentioned of, um, <laughs> uh, not getting the drunken munchies right? Yes. <laughs> because I don't tend to get drunk. And so I don't tend to then go and over overeat, which we can be driven to when we've been dieting for a while and restraining ourselves. Inhibitions go down, of course. Um, so yeah, I'd reiterate what you said there. And the point here is, if you said to me, Matt, that in order to get in shape, I had to cut out alcohol entirely. Well, I'm not going to hire you. I'm not going to want to listen to you. Because I'm going to think, oh, you don't understand me. It's not realistic. Right. Now, for some, moderation is key. For others, elimination is what they need to do. Yeah. It really is going to depend on the person. So it's not uncommon for me to, or for us, to get an email from a coaching applicant who, you know, they they casually slip in to their answers for us that they 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 like to have a whiskey or two um, after work uh, to unwind, right? And when you kind of dig into that, sometimes that can be two double whiskeys, right? Mm -hmm. Quite generous pause, um, yep. and because these are not measured, right? This is straight from a bottle, and this can this can end up being like. 300 calories or more of whiskey every night yeah and that can make a big difference and so that is a problem that 
is a habit that needs to be cut out, I would say, because the there is an association here between, okay, I've finished work, I'm at home, I now need to unwind. And I unwind with my whiskey. And I don't think that you're likely to be able to feel, to have just one drink or like one measure in one drink and feel satisfied. And so there's constantly going to be friction there. So you need to find another habit that's going to replace that and break that association completely. So this is an example where elimination is the way to go. Another example would be if you're in a group of friends and with this group of friends, having fun with them involves binge drinking on Fridays and Saturday nights or binge drinking in the pub all day on a Sunday. Um, that's quite a British thing, um, but of course, it's not exclusive to the UK, um, <laughs> right? No. So um, if, if that's the case, then you probably need to cut that out. Um, that may mean either, well, if it's like every Friday and Saturday night, you need to cut that out. Um, for the Sunday thing, you need to either find a way to drink less considerably less while still hanging out with your friends um, or considering not hanging out with them and finding a different friend group, finding another hobby. Um, so moderation, that could be where you have one alcoholic beer, then one non-alcoholic beer, and then one alcoholic beer, and you try to drink more slowly. And if you do have a round system where Matt, you will buy a round of drinks for your you and your five friends, and then mm -hmm. I will, and then we'll go go around. Get out of that round system because the problem of buying a round for everyone is that people tend to drink at the pace of the fastest slash most assertive drinker, right? The person who's drank the first who's going to complain the most when their drink isn't there. And then um you just end up drinking way more in than you want to in a condensed time period um and then of course you can't resist the kebab man down the road um after you've piled out of the bar um and then there's something called a three beer rule that i was talking about recently uh it was look if you're going to have a beer um you can say look i won't have one or two i'm going to make a choice if i want one or two I just don't have any. Ask yourself whether you're going to have three. And if the answer is no, just don't have any. Sorry, that's a better way of phrasing it. Because for me personally, I'm not going to really feel much from one beer. It's just useless calories to me. Two, if I have two over a two-hour period, I'm not really going to feel that either. So let's say like I, I go to the fridge and I'm like, right, let's have a beer. I then stop and think to myself, wait, one beer? No, it's not worth it. Um, but am I going to have three? No, <laughs> no, I'm not going to have three. Not in my sober, sensible state right now. I'm making a decision not to have three, so I have none. And then from the health side, for physical health, none is best. But like for mental health, um, remember that mental health is also part of the health formula. And so if not, if never having drinks with friends would be bad for that, then none is not the answer for you. You should really question that though, if you're in the habit of 
getting steamboats every weekend with your friends, right? But it certainly doesn't have to be zero for most people ever. And this is obviously for people who don't have a problem with alcoholism, right? Which most people obviously don't. Um, so if someone says to you that the answer is none, it's it's just it's just a bit of a, a black and white attitude, bit of a red flag for me. And then I'd start wondering whether they're they're kind of a a, a bit of an all or nothing kind of person and I question their other advice that they might give as well. Yeah. Anything to add to that, Matt? Um, no, those are great points. So uh, let's go on to the next question. Uh, our next question is from Isaiah. He says, I was doing good training four times a week on a deficit, but I recently got injured and will be out of commission for about a month or so. What would you recommend? Should I keep the same deficit? Thank you. Um, what do you think? Honestly, I was so focused on the name and whether we said that correctly. <laughs> Isaias. I, <laughs> I think we got it right. And I, I wasn't listening it. to the question, so I'm just going to have to quickly skim read it. So they're trading four times a week. They're in a deficit, recently got injured. They're going to be out of commission for a month or so. What do they recommend? Should they keep, keep the same deficit? All right. So if you diet, if we diet without training, we're going to lose muscle mass. Over short periods, no. Um, nothing to make any meaningful difference but over longer periods yes and the more severe that calorie restriction and the longer uh, that calorie restriction the more muscle mass we're going to lose because we aren't giving the body the training stimulus it needs to tell it to hold on to muscle right we all know this that makes sense so if the nature of the injury is that you cannot train the uh, majority of your muscle mass then i'd recommend that you uh, stay at maintenance uh, until you're better. Now, maintenance meaning maintenance calorie intake, no longer being in that calorie deficit. Now, you can use our article. Uh, it's ripbody.com slash finding hyphen calorie hyphen maintenance. And then you can find calorie maintenance via the <laughs> method there. Or you can use the quick and dirty method, which is to add calories in by taking your weekly body weight loss in pounds and multiplying that by 500 and then adding in your body weight in pounds. That last part is a heuristic I use for metabolic slowdown. Um, now, what does that mean? So let's say you were losing one pound per week. Then you multiply that by 500, so that's 500 calories, and you add in your body weight in pounds. So let's say you weigh 200 pounds then you would add in 700 calories. And you can expect there to be a bump in your weight there because of the extra water gut content and glycogen that you're going to be storing. Um, but that's not going to be fat, so don't let that um, mess with your head. Um, now, what I would say, though, is have a can-do attitude and mm. be creative. Because although I don't know the specifics of your situation, it is possible to work around most injuries, especially if you're in a well-equipped gym. Yep. So let's go back to this premise that you got injured and you're going to be out of commission. This is almost certainly 
not true in a black and white sense. There is something that you're going to be able to do, even if it is wrist curls. Yes. Taking an extreme and silly example here. But let's say that, right, that you've injured your left shoulder. You can still do single arm horizontal pressing and pulling. Or you can do single arm dumbbell bench pressing, single arm um, rowing. You can do uh, overhead pressing with a single arm. You can do um, the lat pull down with a single arm, assuming you've got the right cable attachment. Um, you can still train your legs. You can, I'm sure you could do the leg press without issue. Um, you could do uh, bodyweight squats, um, Bulgarian split squats with a dumbbell in your good arm, um, leg extensions, leg curls. There are many things that you can still do. And if that's the case and it is just the one arm that's out of action, yeah, I don't think I'll change anything. I think I'll keep training. All right, I'll shut up. Matt, over to you. Um, yeah, I agree completely. I, I really don't have too much to add. Mm. Uh, I will say I can empathize. I just had a bad injury myself where I couldn't do much for six weeks. No, what happened? But I, I was still, yeah, we haven't talked about this. I, so I had a, I popped a couple of ribs out of place. Oh, oh, and so, yeah. oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, you Wally. Let me guess. This is the, this is the, the welcome to BJJ, uh, injury. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pulled someone yeah. down right on oh, top man. of myself. Man, I get um, all the time a client's like, oh, I'm going to start BJJ. I'm like, all right. And I, gauge how enthusiastic they are about it. If they're like full on enthusiastic, don't say anything, but just yeah. like, you know, be careful, don't get injured. But I know the injury is coming. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So it happened. I was in a diet phase as well. So I'm like, this sucks because now I just got to sit around. I'm not doing much. I didn't want to eat more food. But even with that, I was still able to do a little bit, like Andy said. Like, that's a pretty rough injury. Like, it hurt to breathe. It hurt to lay on stuff. But I still could go do, like, the leg extension machine, leg curl, some really light arm stuff, like shoulder raises. I was still training with light weights just because I was able to move my body. So I, it's hard to imagine an injury that would keep you out entirely. <laughs> just, yeah. Even if it's, like like you said, wrist curls, the lightest weight, just try to do something if you can. Um, there's probably a way to work around it. It was funny you're talking about ribs as my best buddy, uh, Keith. Um, we were in the gym and, uh, and my girlfriend was training as well. And um, we've got a new machine. We've got a new series of uh, machines. Uh, the old leg press, crappy leg press is gone and we've now got a proper 45 degree uh, nice. one. It's a nice sled and it's a good position. So I was doing that. Um, and my buddy Keith was doing that. And my girlfriend was like... Is that what you can lift? Like, well, how much can you lift? He's like, ah, four plates aside. And he's like, really? Like, yeah. So then, of course, he puts four plates aside on, which I know he can lift, but he hasn't built into it, right? And he's not familiar with the, she the machine. Yeah. So he immediately puts four plates on. He's taking it all the way down to full depth. Right? <laughs> he feels okay at the time, but a little bit tweaked. Anyway, for the next week, he's in absolute agony on his left side. Turns out he's broken a rib. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so similar thing. And uh, and um, the sports doctor that he went to said, yeah, you know, like it's not actually that uncommon. Um, and this kind of speaks to not going too hard too soon. 
anyway, yeah. Um, the point here being, it's not an all or nothing. So yes. you need to be able to read the shades of grey. Um, have a positive can-do attitude. Do what you can. And scale this calorie deficit based on the amount of muscle mass that you are using or not. If you are still able to use most of it, don't bother changing your diet. Yeah, I agree. All right. So thank you guys for listening. We will catch you next week for a Q&A. And in between, we'll have an episode from one of our readers. All right. Thank you. 